tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Oh, we got some queen going in here. Any opportunity. Any opportunity. Hey, guys, and welcome to After Buzz TV. We're so excited to have you here tonight to talk about Aquarius Season 1, Episode 11, Your Mother Should Know. So we only have two episodes left after this one until the season finale, so we're super excited about that. I'm your host, Paige Bonanno, and I am joined tonight by my co-host. I'm Guy David. As usual, find me on all social media at Guy and a Girl Show. How quick's this season gone? Is that 11 weeks? Super, super so it's yeah. been 11 weeks, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thir- well, it's 13 episodes, so. But we've been here for 11 mm-hmm. weeks. Yeah, exactly. That's crazy. I know. That I is know. crazy. Yes. But anyways, I didn't even say it. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Paige Bonanno. So, uh, this episode was super... It, it, it was different than the other episodes because it kind of just... I haven't told you yet, but that was my favorite episode yeah, for it, like, some reason. The reason it, the way that it cut in between everything throughout the whole episode, and it really like showcased the sixties. I feel and, like, and yeah, and you know, I'm a huge David Duchovny fan. Right. This is becoming a glorified David Duchovny show. Oh, I agree. His acting is that the way he relates sarcasm with the humor, but mm. he's serious, but he's sort of emotional. It's just right. He's so real in this performance. And, you know, Californication, I've said it, but this is... He's not going to get an Emmy nomination, obviously, but he should. I'm, I'm voting <laughs> good, for him. Yeah. He was, it's, his, it's his show right now. All right, of course. Yeah, and before we get started, guys, I just wanted to tell you, um, you know, all our content here at AfterBuzz is completely free, and the reason that it stays free is because of our amazing sponsors. One of those sponsors being Mazda, and Mazda wanted us to give you guys a special message tonight. Uh, so they pretty much just want to know, does driving matter to you? Driving with the windows down, the wind blowing through your hair, uh, the smell of pine trees and fresh asphalt. Uh, you look forward to these moments uh, when it's just you and the road. No distractions, handling every curve and feeling every nuance in the road. So ask yourself, does driving matter to you? Because if it does, we build cars just for you. Because to us, driving matters. Mazda. So we wanted to thank you so much, Mazda, for uh, for everything you do for us. You know, I missed my after buzz, my Monday show, because my car broke down. Oh. So I've got two months left on the lease. I'm changing to a Mazda. Changing to a Mazda. I'm changing. I'm, I can't get stuck halfway <laughs> right. on the 405. You exactly, know? yeah. Yeah, and also, guys, just uh, make sure to like us, rate, subscribe, everything, YouTube, um, every channel that you can. Uh, we love your comments, and we love hearing from you. So we're just going to dive right into the episode. Let's do it. All right, let's do it. So... Uh, we already talked about basically the interchanging of the cuts, how everything went. So we start right away uh, with basically we see Walt's dad, um, which in, or I mean Sam's, uh, Sam's dad. dad. Sorry, yeah. well we saw see Walt, Sam, Sam's. and Sam's dad. We saw all the crazy all family, the family together, <laughs> right? Exactly. So we see we see Sam's dad, and we kind of found out in the last episode that he's he's Jewish. He's kind of like a hippie, anti-war. Yeah, exactly what he's completely the opposite to Sam. And he was the worst person to have around Walt at that particular moment. Just exactly. the worst person. Well, I mean, basically, it was there were so many different perspectives going on here because they were asking, you know, Sam was trying to find out if Walt should really be be doing this anonymously or Walt wants to go and tell everybody and just kind of be a hero with 
telling them what's going on with the war, and then the grandpa's just kind of on a whole different page than everybody. Well, it was again, it was brilliant by Sam because the the grandpa just was going nuts. Tell the world he doesn't understand mm. that Sam said it's treason. Your grandson will go to jail. Why are you putting this rubbish in his head? And he even right. called him a self righteous, sanctimonious prick. I thought mm-hmm. that summed him up pretty well. Mm-hmm. But then Sam realized that he's not going to stop Walt doing this. Walt's going to get his story out. So what he wants to do is he had the idea of him going anon- um, I can't pronounce anonymously. The word. Anonymously. <laughs> which <laughs> it was his. Ano- I'm not even going to say Anonymous. But you know what I mean. Anonymous. <laughs> try it. Try it. Say it Anonymous. <laughs> Anon- you've got oh, me no, flustered. You can't say anonymous, you guys. Anonymous. You guys say it with that American accent. That American accent. He can't say anonymous. Uh-oh. Anonymous. Oh, no. Which was Sam's idea. <laughs> um, which was which helps them both. He tried to find that happy medium where Walt will be satisfied. Right. His story gets out, but his son is protected. Because he knows that Walt's going to do what he wants either way. Yeah, he's scared about so that. So Walt wants to go and tell everybody exactly what's happening in Cambodia and what's going on with the war. And so all of them have a different perspective on it. So, I, I mean, what do you think? Which perspective do you think is right? Going and because Walt just wants to go and be the hero and just tell everybody, and he wants to be out there and have people know that he he's telling he's telling the truth. You know, he wants to be seen as kind of like a hero. Almost. Yeah, it's just a different perspective. Walt's young; he's been to the war, and it's the sixties. It's the age of freedom and free mm. speech, and it's coming to that. Whereas, but Sam, Sam has a different. Sam grew up as a World War Two veteran. He knows the rules. He knows the consequences. He knows that's classified, and he doesn't want to see his son go to jail or even. CIA mm-hmm. get, could even get murdered, you know. You just you well, don't even know. It's a risky, it's a dangerous situation. And Sam's just helping his kid here and saying, come on, man, talk some sense here. Listen to me. Listen to your father. What? So what do you think that Sam's dad Sam's, really thinks? Um, or He's just kind of anti... I mean, what is his whole perspective on this? He's... He's anti-war, right? And he's, he's definitely anti-war. He's but... a pot-smoking anti-war guy. He's a hippie. He doesn't understand because he's never been in that situation he, he, where he, both Sam and Walt have. He, yeah, he's just he's not computing the con- the potential consequences. He's not he's not fathoming it, you know. And Sam's trying to tell him this, and he's like, "Just do what you want. Tell him everything's corrupt. There's, mm-hmm. but it's you can't do that in times of war. Definitely not in times of war. The, mm-hmm. Come on, he's he's." Well, I feel like Walt's just trying to be patriotic, right? Like, he's just trying to do his, yeah, but he's his also, country justice. Yeah, he's also, but he doesn't understand the consequences. Yeah, he's also his- being naive at the same time. And, um, mm-hmm. I mean, but I guess it's those times, again, where you don't know the consequences. You might think people are going to stand up and embrace what he's mm-hmm. saying. And, but even if people do, and there will be some people that do that, yeah. He's going to ultimately end up in jail. Right. That's the bottom line of it. Right. And then we see Opal come in there. We haven't seen her <laughs> in a while. And she can't ran right in. And basically, you know, Sam said, okay, so she started this. and now, Or she helped to start it. And now she's going to help to end it. Because basically she was the one that lied to get Walt out. Or to get, yeah, to get Walt out of the war. So now she's going to be one that helps finish it. And then she slaps the grandpa just out of <laughs> Didn't you love it when Sam goes, Dad, duck. Yeah. He knew it was coming, he knew. and then he goes, too slow, I told too you slow. so. Yeah, he's like, I knew that look. But I, I Opal actually, look. she was okay. Yeah. I thought she was just going to come in and ruin the whole thing, right. and Sam was going to sit there going, I can't believe you guys. Well, but I, she see, was I okay. feel like Sam and Opal are on the same side now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. But the dad just, Walt was finally back, 
And then I thought he was going to be a big part of it again, but mm-hmm. he sort of he wasn't to the end when you you really hear about him again. Mm-hmm. Then it goes off him again, right? Which I thought I thought here he's coming back. This is his episode, but mm. it's sort of just it's hanging in there that little story. It's just bits and pieces at the moment, right? Yeah. So then uh, we kind of get into our you know case of the week type thing that we seem to have been having every every uh, yeah, episode. It's all different, but this time it's it's more personal because it's one of the main characters. So we see that Bunchy's. Uh, brother had been uh, murdered. So he, Arthur, he yeah. had, there was a homicide. Bro- yeah. And basically, um, Sam wanted to get all the names of the Black Panthers to figure out who was at the meeting, who wasn't at the meeting, what was going on, um, you know, and basically just what happened with that whole thing. So there was, you know, a bodyguard, but so Arthur was home, but he, he, he was at home because he wasn't at the Black Panther meeting because Sam fired, or, uh, Bunchy fired him. Yeah, he which and called him weak and fired him. And, right. I mean, I, I just I love Bunchy and Sam's relationship. That episode. Bunchy is just so intense. I know, and Sam had that sarcastic approach, but he actually cared about yeah. him too. As we see later, when he spoke about his brother, Sam actually put his arm on him. Mm-hmm. A black a cop detective putting his arm on a Black Panther. Right. Never heard of. Come right. on. And they had a moment together. But even when. Um, Bunchy was and Sam were looking at the body. Mm. He's he's like Sam's like, why did you call me? Why are you wanting the police on this? Doesn't the doesn't the don't the Black Panthers police themselves? Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, the police are going to be on it. If anyone does it, I want you to do it. Sort right. of a backhanded compliment, but sort of showing he's got that respect and he knows Sam's a pretty good guy. Right. Well, he's, he's the most said, moral you know, guy. I've helped you before and now it's your turn. Like, now you have to help me. Yeah. And he does sort of, he does trust him there. Mm-hmm. There is that trust between them. You can tell that they are, yeah, they're starting to get, even though they're so opposite ends of the spectrum, they're starting to and, be on the same page yeah. and actually try to help each other out. And I mean, I just, I, throughout the episode, I loved every scene they were together one-on-one. Mm-hmm. I loved it because it was just this serious you know, the world's against him guy. And their perspective. I mean, Sam, he sort of lay, just, you know, he gets the job done, but he's sort of, he's quick. They're complete opposites, but they're starting to get the same perspective. It yeah, seems I like. thought their scenes were great together. Right. But, yeah. um, and yeah, it was yeah, just, no. that's what drew me to this episode a lot yeah. more. Yeah, exactly. Um, so then we kind of get into, we see Charlie's mom for the first time, which gives us a little insight um, on Charlie's past and how all this how basically he became to be the way that he was because we find out that his mom, you know, she went to jail when he was younger and Charlie was really upset about this and basically she came back and he was like, uh, did you come here to ask me for money? And she's like, no, I mean, I just came to to talk to you and then she they were getting in a fight and she's calling the girls that are living there his whores and we just get into a whole big thing about that. Yeah, it was crazy. Right, and then, uh, so she tells us a little story about, well, because we see that the girl is pregnant, uh, I forget her name at the moment, uh, Mary, 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 Mother Mary, yeah, Yeah, yeah. so Mary's pregnant, and um, so uh, his mom, Charlie's mom, comes and she was like, you know, uh, when you were little, you had your umbilical cord wrapped around your neck and you almost died, and I was just praying that the doctors would save you, and they ended up saving you, and these girls were thinking, like, oh, maybe it isn't such a bad idea to have the baby born in the hospital because they're living in this crazy environment. I, I, I love that because she re- she related the story about Charlie himself mm-hmm. when Charlie's there going, he's going to be a free baby, born a in free, the stars, yeah. the universe, no medicine, drug engine. She's just like, you'd be dead. And she said to you'd the girls, dead. like, 
um, just so you know, it's not as easy as it seems. Like it's a lot. It's more painful than you would ever imagine, and that's the reason why they don't tell you that because they knew that nobody would want yeah, to. And have there was like a second pause where they all just sort of looked at each other. Yeah, like, mm, and I think maybe she's right. She's almost kind of getting to the girls. You know, like. Why are you living in this environment? Why are you letting him do this to you? You should be somewhere safe and healthy. How are you going to have a baby in an in an environment like and this? And that's exactly what infuriated Charlie oh, a lot of times too. So Obviously, mad. the past, but then she came and tried to influence his girls after all they've you know after all they've been through, and right. he hasn't had a relationship with his mom, and it's you know it's hurt anyway. And then mm-hmm. she comes and tries to do this to him. He's like, he's, he's just boiling at this mm-hmm. point. Yeah, and she also gives us a little more background. You know, she says that, you know, I just came to make peace because I was 16 when you were born. So we find out that she was very young when Charlie was born and obviously wasn't in a place to take care of him. And Charlie kind of comes back back at her and says, you know, you dumped me in a boys' school, which is historically correct. You know, he was in in and out of boys' schools constantly and always... um, always getting into trouble and hurting people and doing things that made him move around. Um, and I feel like that's a lot uh, that came down from his mom because he wasn't he, he wanted to be with her and he wasn't being taken care of. Yeah, so they, that, that was historically correct, that part? Yeah, yeah. He was, he was always going in and out of boys' schools and constantly, like, he was beating people up because he, he was being made fun of and all this stuff, and he was always switched around. And, and then he was, like, he was a violent threat to people at the schools at this point, even when he was very young. Mm, so he, would, he would hurt people and, like, bring knives to their throats and stuff. Mm, so it's exactly what he is now. His mum said he always had girls around him, but he was still a complete weirdo. She said he always had guy. girls chasing him and boys <laughs> chasing him. And that's exactly what he's become, this mm-hmm. this freak. This Right. <laughs> right. I love when his mum, you saw, also saw him, I know it's on the top, just infuriate. Infuri- in, how's my pronunciation in- going today? <laughs> infuriate. Infuriate. I can pronounce that word. All right. When, All right. When Get it she, together. When she said... That's f- he said. I'm here about my music, and she said that's funny. I don't even remember you singing. You age. were never. You never just, a singer. He's just going. Don't, it, don't insult his music. Right. That gets you killed. That really. That's the, that no, you're exactly <laughs> right. That's where everything started was with his music and people not liking his music and stuff like, you know, escalating from there. So I don't know. And so basically, we find out that she she really comes not to ask for money, but because she has money for him technically. Yeah. Because his grandpa had passed away. Yeah. So it was kind of like a. He had to sign something, and then there was $1,500 worth of land. So if they sold it, and then they could split it. And he just wasn't really into that, it didn't seem like. No, but he agreed to it in the end because he got desperate, right? Well, cause, yeah, but... But then he... then he Yeah, then he went nuts. Uh, he went nuts. But, but did he want the money or not? Did he want to sign it, or did he? was he just doing that because... He didn't want... Well, my why take, wouldn't he want to sign it? My take was he didn't want because he despises his mum so much. But, like, who cares? You can get money from it. Well, that's. I think that's what he agreed to in the end. He's like, I need the money. Because he found out he couldn't even get a gun anymore, and all the girls he was giving away, like, used goods. The guys don't want them anymore. Because, you know, he's used to... See, instead of money, mm. he'd sell girls. He'd give them free girls. Right, I can't believe free girls. How bad does that? Free sound? girls, yeah. <laughs> but, girls, um, girls for sale. Um, yeah, but, but I that, just, I still don't understand. Like, you would think, okay, so he doesn't talk to his mom. You would think, okay, so she comes and she's like, hey, your grandpa died. Let's split this. I'll get out of your hair. Like, what's the big deal? I might be completely wrong here because I've literally watched the show and I just go in here and do this. But did, wasn't it something to do with it was actually his money because of his criminal record. He couldn't take it or something like that. So uh, she had to sign or. It was actually his, but she had to do something, okay. sign the letter of... I could be completely wrong. I'm scared to say this. But it, uh, that's, that's the impression I got while I was watching it. It could be. Because he couldn't legally take it. 
So, but even though it was his, she had to sign it. So she said, "Let's split." Well, because she did say she's like, "I have something for you. Your grandpa left it, um, and it's 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 uh, it was land. It was land. It was land." And he's like, "What? What good is this? What am I going to do with this?" And she's like, "Well, you can farm it, and then otherwise we can. It's worth fifteen hundred dollars, and we can split it." So I don't really know what it was. He just, he just, he just hates his mum. Either, yeah, either way, that's what it comes down to. Is not wanting to deal with her. And in, in yeah, in the end, he just he desperately needed the money. Right. Like he, he found out that. But he then can't get well, anything. we'll talk about the end when the end comes. Okay. No, I don't want. I don't want to get too far ahead. Do not get too far ahead of yourself. Right. Right. So, <laughs> so then, okay. So after we go through this whole scene with Charlie. We go back to the whole situation with Bunchy, right? So basically Sam is telling him, you know, here, give me a list of, of all the names of everybody that was at the Black Panther meeting and give me a list of everybody that you've ever had a disagreement with. And Bunchy's like, am I really going to give you a list of everybody I have a disagreement with? And Sam's like, well, it would be an injustice to your brother if you don't because one of those people could very well be the person mm-hmm. that killed him. What, what would that... Yeah, he actually came. He came back at him. His response was great. I should have mm-hmm. wrote the quote down, but it was it was along those lines. Mm-hmm. But it was just another right. He always has a. He always has another. He always has something to say, Sam, yeah. that shuts people down. But Sam said something kind of like, "Well, you know, he thought that maybe someone came and they meant to kill Bunchy, but they mistaked Arthur for him. They mistaked Arthur, his brother, for Bunchy." Yeah. So he thought. Do you think that? Th- I mean, do you think that that's what happened? Well, we we found out what happened in the end, right? It was the. It was the informant. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, at, but I don't know. It just seemed very strange that he would have... I, I wonder why that was even a... Yeah. I, I, well, I suppose because... Yeah, I mean, but they were both in the Black Panther Party. So, well, I guess they just wanted to kill Bunchy because he's the main dude. Yeah. I mean, they, they were looking to... They don't like him. They're looking mm. to kill him. Right, and right, right. So they... He, he thought it was a case of mistaken identity. Purely. Right, okay, he's okay. 21-year-old. But, um... I sort of I lost that area around the end mm-hmm. when there was the informant there mm-hmm. who said who shot the who shot the brother, mm-hmm. but it was to protect himself. Right. But then Sam was nice to him, and then he but he said to Bunchy, "This is the guy that did." Did you did you get all? We'll get to that in the end. But did you? Yeah, kind of. It was, it was very confusing. Yeah. yeah, but we'll 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 get more into that as we we're, go. We're going to have the people write to us exactly what, and then, then I'm going to feel like an idiot. But no, I mean it was it was a very confusing scene though. That's the thing. We found out that the informant works for Sam, so he he was acting like he was on the Black pa- Black Panther Party, but he he in fact wasn't. He was on Sam's. He, they work for the same person. They work for the same person. Right. So then Sam goes, "Now you're working for me. What do you? This is what exactly. happened. Exactly. Exactly. So. I don't know. <laughs> it got confusing. Right, exactly. So so after that, we go back to the whole guapo situation, which is just like, <laughs> so. like, is that still going on, really? Like, so we get to guapo, and we see that, you know, one of the people in guapo's party is taking the drugs for himself or for the girl. He wants to, you know, sell. Basically, they were saying, oh, so you want to uh, buy a hooker, your hooker girlfriend, for 20 t- pounds of dope? His girlfriend's a hooker, but he can't get his girlfriend off the pimp. Exactly. So he decided so he to, to buy it, and then he was going to flee to Mexico with his girlfriend and never be seen again. Right. While Guapo was left without the dope. So, right. So we see that Guapo mistakes someone else for taking the drugs, and he's just beating the living heck out of this guy. God, he was getting a beating. It was <laughs> like a, it was either a bat or like a steel... I yeah, don't, he shouldn't think, have been alive. No, that guy was really being beat up. And Brian sees this whole thing taking place, and he's like, you know, this isn't right. So he goes back, and he, he talks to the guy. He's like, 
what's going on? You know, you have to tell me the truth. And he was so scared. He was like, what am I, what are you going to tell, what are you going to tell Guapo? Yeah, and because Shafe was second in line. Guapo was like, if it wasn't him, it was you. Yeah. So you better find me that dope or whatever. If it to, wasn't the guy that got beaten up, it would have been. It's Shafe. He goes, oh. he goes, you're next in line. So if you don't find me that dope, uh, you're going to. Oh, Guapo gonna, said yeah, this. Yeah, to, to Shafe. So Shafe's like, I need to find this dope. Right. And he was scared. I don't know how Shafe's keeping his mind. What if he would have been the one that got beat up? He, How, what would he have done? He was close. He's been in these situations all the time, like the the the, the thing last week when he was when they were about to bust Guapo, but it was really a fake, and it would have Shafe would have gone down, mm. and the cigarette, and it wouldn't light, you know, all that. And then this, and then mm-hmm. I don't know he how he's keeping really his. I don't know how he walks into the police station just so calm. Right. My nerves would be. I mean, he's he's under well, constant I, yeah, pressure. Yeah, he's trained to do. But he's yeah, he's undercover. But um, I mean, he handled it. Pretty, I thought he handled it well, but you sometimes don't. You think he's too obvious sometimes. Yeah, I don't think he was too obvious this episode, though. I do normally think he's too obvious. Like was, mo- like 24, like, tw- no, what, what did I say 24? No, like 99% of the time, I think he's too obvious. But this was the 1% of the time This is the 1% of the time I don't think he was too obvious. Might have, well, saved, okay, might have, might have saved his life. Wait, he did get a little too obvious when he brought those pictures of all those dead people in the morgue. Like, one picture would have been legit, but like, oh, so basically he, he says, oh, I'm a photographer, I do this for fun but like he just takes pictures of every guy that he kills i don't know that part kind of like so that, that i thought that was a little su- yeah, sketchy and same. a little suspicious that turned out to be a brilliant idea because yeah, it works and guapo ends up going i love you man well, i love kind of stupid sometimes but I, I thought it was the stupidest idea ever i would if i was guapo i would have gone why do you have close range pictures of a dead guy well he has close range pictures of every dead guy like like 16 it's, dead guys that still would have run right. red flags to me that's what i'm saying and they all look exactly the same <laughs> And they're all in the exact same position. Um, no, if you killed somebody, they'd be out in like a... One person would be like out in a field. One would be in a car. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they wouldn't all be in the exact same spot. I mean, I guess mm-hmm. I don't see the same perspective as I a I think Wapo just doesn't really... Yeah. You don't... I don't... He have, doesn't... He's, really I think he's kind of dumb. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't have the same perspective as him. Clearly. Basically. Exactly. <laughs> I wouldn't have gone and given him a kiss and said he was a genius because he showed me some photos of dead people. Right. After exactly. saying you're next in line to be guilty. Well, it's not really But he did, he did find the dope. Which I think yeah. he was he well, was so the, pleased exactly. the dope came back. That's all that mattered. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so after this we kinda get back into, you know, the whole situation with Emma and the girls at the commune and the girls with Charlie. Right. So basically we see that Emma, you know, that she breaks into another house. She already she had already broken into her own house, stolen all her mom's jewelry, stolen all that all those things and basically just, you know, kinda shut it out and was like, This is what I'm doing now. She gets there and she she breaks into the house of someone she used to babysit for and to steal all these baby supplies for Charlie's new baby that's going to come. And so basically, yeah, they they break in, they start stealing everything and then Sadie decides, I'm just going to I'm just going to go take a hot bath. Yeah, it was good, it was good cuz it, it just put things in perspective. They haven't experienced those luxuries that's forever. That's the thing. Exactly. And And she wouldn't get out of the bath. She's like, I'm in heaven. And then while she's having a bath, you see Cherry Emma looking at photos of a family mm. life and well, looking she, around. You can tell that she's really like these things hit her, even though she tries to act like they don't. They still hit her, and basically, like she realizes when Sadie says, "I'm going to go take a bath." Oh, we don't have anything like this. Why, why am I living in this crazy environment? And then I'm breaking into people's houses that I used to care for and love their children and, and the, stealing all their stuff. It was a turning episode for her. She sort of had an epiphany, I think. But but she still doesn't do anything about it. Yeah, well, she might now. I think Sam had the last word when he left her in jail. Yeah, He said, that's no one true. cares about you anymore. But Sadie... 
Well, Sadie also tells her, she was like, you know what? She was like mad at her and she didn't want to be around her. And she's like, you've, you had an adjustment period. We all go through adjustment periods, but yours isn't over yet and it should be over. Like you shouldn't be leaving and coming back. You know, like this is your home now. I don't know why you're still trying to adjust here. You know, basically like figure it out. Like Sadie's manipulative. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Very manipulative. And she, um, I mean, I think she's just very jealous. Mm. She's like, it's your dad. You did, and she called. She basically called Emma an attention seeker. Said you cannot handle not being in the spotlight. And she also said, you know, you wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for the relationship between Charlie and your dad. Yeah, exactly. And then Emma, but comes Emma back. bit back. She bit back. I thought Emma was going to get emotional and run off and cry. She bit back yeah, hard. Yeah, she's toughened up. What in did this she say? She, she said. Um, she said, "When was the last time Charlie Charlie touched, touched you? you? Yeah, like she, you used goods. You she know? was like basically like you're." Uh, say he was saying that I'm good enough, and she said, "You're not good enough for Charlie. He hasn't touched you in months." And then I'm a shut, or uh, Sadie shut right up after that. Yeah, and then but Sadie had the last laugh because she called the cops on them. They exactly. got them busted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So then we'll get into that. So basically. She calls She calls the cop. She goes downstairs on the phone while Emma's upstairs because she thinks that Sadie's still in the bath and says, oh, I'm really scared. Someone's breaking into my house. Come quick. And then runs off. So basically then she goes back to Charlie and says, I tried to warn her. The cops were coming. I tried. I tried. In her manipulative way, she seems so sincere and so serious. She's she's good. She's good, Sadie. I'll give her credit for that. Exactly. So poor Emma's in jail. Oh, God. No, no, no one getting her. Right. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So basically... After this, we go back into the scenes with Bunchy and the Panther meeting, the attendance meeting, and basically, um, Bunchy says to Sam that he's never going to trust him. He goes, I'm never going to trust you no matter what, and he says that he'll always just be, uh, oh, and Sam gets back at him, he says, you know what, if you don't trust me, then your brother's always going to be the Negro that died by homicide, and if if you don't have my help, that's what's going to happen. Well, that was unquote. the response I was looking for earlier. Right. That was it. I thought that was brilliant by Sam. Yeah. I always said, basically... You don't have any other people to trust, mm-hmm. so you have to trust me. You have no choice. Right. Otherwise, your case, okay, so, your brother's unsolved. So this gets back to the informant thing that we were trying to figure out before. So yep. I have that, you know, they found the informant. They work for the same person. So he shot Bunchy's brother and gave him papers to sign as a case report. But basically, so Sam's trying to play him right now. Did you feel that? Sam's trying to play him. Yeah, because he wasn't being Sam. He was like, just run. He was too happy. He was laughing. He was too nice to the guy. He wasn't being Sam. Because I I knew he was trying to play the guy. Right. But I couldn't work out really Mm. why. Mm. I just, because Sam was being all happy and going. He was being his his fake person. Yeah, and if you guys know exactly what happened there, like, let us know. Because I feel, we're, we're a little confused by this whole by this whole informant situation. We know that there was the informant and what, but I mean, they don't, it, it wasn't really explained well enough. And if, and if, if anybody has some insight without telling us what's going on in the next episode, then let us know. Yeah. Don't go ahead, but don't just go ahead. quietly let me know without calling me stupid. Too, yeah. So, so basically, um, you know, this part I thought was really good right after. So we go to the same reporter guy that, uh, did the case on, uh, Joe Moran. And basically yeah. Sam goes, you know, there's, you know, the rumors that we've heard about Cambodia and Laos and whatnot. Uh, he goes, they're all true. I have an anonymous source who's saying that. And basically the reporter's like, oh, well, I can't run this. I don't have some, I don't have a source for this. And he goes, well, what happened with the Joe Moran, uh, Moran case? You didn't have a source for that and you had to run into the papers the next day. Yeah. So um, he yeah. kind of got back on him there. Yeah. I was sort of with the reporter there a bit, though. This is about the whole war, and this is questioning the, the it was calling, you know, Americans murderers and questioning the integrity of the CIA, the FBI, the government, mm-hmm. everyone involved in the war. So if he publishes without, you know, telling the source, he could be in trouble, like by but the then government. How was he able to do that with. 
I mean, it was, it was just a different situation. What was the other case? With Joe, the guy that was the... He was actually uh, Latino. Yeah, but it's... It, I mean, the government doesn't care about I that. I know, but still, like... But, I mean, because yeah. he's thinking about himself here. He's thinking, right. if I publish this, I am accusing the government of this, this in times of war, yeah. and I don't have... I can't tell them who my source is. They're going to come after me. Right, because basically the other case is just saying, eh, if you get it wrong, you get it wrong. But with the other one, he's like, no, he's a Cuban, it's now, Well, I feel cares? like... It, it seemed to me that he also knew about it. Like, it seems like everybody knows about it, but nobody's brave enough to say something. Yeah, apart from Walter, who's not brave, is stupid. Right. So, but then that's what Trump, Walter's Sam's not stupid. To, Walter's not stupid. He's naive. He's naive. That's a good word, but he's not dumb. Like, he, yep, he knows he knows what's going on, you know? Like, he's very involved in it, and he, he wants to do the right thing. He's just naive about the way that he's going about it. I mean, yeah, maybe he wants to do the right thing and go to jail for the benefit of the country. Maybe, the, but then I think he's stupid. No, maybe he's, <laughs> right. I don't know. He's he's naive. We'll put it that way. Right. But um, I had no problem the reporter wanting to know the source because his his safety was in jeopardy. Mm-hmm. I think in some way. Mm-hmm. So, but then Sam gave him that. We don't know the conclusion to that. Mm. We don't know if he actually, if no, the article uh-huh. going to be published no, or not. No, they didn't. They didn't do that. Sam yet. gave it his best. If, the, if he's not going to publish it, Sam's back at square one. Right. He's got to go back to Walter and say, all right, that failed. Maybe he'll use the how serious this is that mm-hmm. the reporter wouldn't even publish an anonymous exactly. source. You know? Did you notice for a second in there we saw it was like – because we were talking about before how this episode just moved really quick and there was, you know, interchanging cuts and all this. Like it, it seemed different than the other episodes. But for like a split second in there we saw that Rick was – he was on the phone. He was like, I'm undercover. Did you see that? It was yeah, super oh, yeah, it was quick. brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just so small. Was, yeah, he said to his dad he's when he was trying to do his, he's been caught breaking and entering. Right. And his dad lives in Beverly Hills too. Yeah. And his dad's a high profile guy. So Rick's trying to defend himself yeah. by saying he's undercover. I'm undercover, Dad. Because Shafe swore, swore, swore him in. Exactly. Undercover. But they haven't even talked to him since. So they, like, it move, everything moves quick like right. that. And then I think it's going to lead on to something else, but you never hear from it again. Exactly. Like, you never heard about last week right. again, you know? Yeah. But I, they just... I thought that was good, the yeah, way you said it, that. Exactly, exactly. Um, so then, going back to what we said about Emma, and so basically, the next scene we see is her in jail. So she's in jail at this point, and, you know, no one's coming to get her. She's sitting there, she's scared, she's like, is my dad coming to get me yet? And obviously her dad's not coming to get her because... He pro- first of all, he probably do-, do. You think he really even knows that she's there? I don't think there? he knows. He doesn't even know because they they're they've cut ties. They're yeah. they're done. Yeah. But uh, basically, then we see Sam walk in and he calls out to Emma and she was like, "Oh my gosh, uh, detective, detective Hodiak, like she knows who he is." And he goes, "Well, you know what? If you if he gives her a speech, basically like a parenting a parenting advice, and he goes, you know, life in here is life outside of here is hard, but life in here is unbearable.' He goes, and this is the life you're going to have if you choose to be with Charlie." Again, well played, Sam. Mm-hmm. I think he, he told him Charlie's a rapist. Charlie's been in jail for this. He's been in jail for this. And you're associated with him. You're, incrim- you're a said, criminal. He said all the stuff that he's done. You belong in jail. So what he could have done is he could have gone and go, okay, I'll bail you out this time. Emma runs back to Charlie and says, hey, you know the detective that beat you up? I have him under my thumb. Mm-hmm. He bailed me out of jail. Mm-hmm. She's back on her power trip. Mm-hmm. He's like, none of that. She's going to learn the hard way. No one's going to get out of jail. She's going to stay there for a while before she's eventually released. And she's going to have time to reflect to, to think that about no everything. one cares about her. And this is not the life she wants with exactly. a criminal. Because she has a, like a, a mom, a, dad, a family at home, and she's still choosing this lifestyle. And, exactly. And that might have been the nail in the coffin right there that brings mm. 
in yeah, that yeah. home. And I, it was just it. It was beautiful, by and Sam. because she was still so scared, you know, she she wanted she was calling after him. She needed him to come back, and he. I think that was great by him that he did not come back, and he just gave her the lesson, and he walked out. It couldn't be perfect. Imagine how she felt when she was so scared, and then he leaves, and she mm. realizes I have no one. I'm not getting out of here. Mm-hmm. I have no one bailing me out. Right. I'm used to getting everything my whole life. Well, her mom. I feel like Grace has got to come eventually, but it's. It, I mean, if they play it right, he has to leave him a bit long, leave her a bit longer. Right. She's got to really feel the pain of right. being neglected, not you know, not having anyone to turn to. Exactly. Um, so then, you know, one of the one of the last scenes that we see is so Brian's back in uh, the office and he sees a picture of a guy. What was wrong with that guy? Was he burned? It seemed like he was, like, burned to death or something. It was his skull. What happened? I don't know. He was mutilated, and what I got about, he was bashed to death or whatever happened. But it looked like it wasn't even, like, it. Like he know. wasn't, like, hurt, like, blood or anything. It was com- It was a weird picture. Yeah, like, no, it was, I'm, like, his skull, yeah. and he looked like he didn't have any skin. It was very yeah. strange. I'm not even sure you're meant to know what happened. I think exactly. they wanted to give you the gruesest right. thing possible. Exactly. But I got out of it that... He got bashed to death because he was homosexual. Exactly. So then we find out that this is the guy that Brian was talking to at the bar when he was trying to figure out the whole case with the the guy at Paramount Pictures, yes. the movie star. The guy that was hitting on him. Right. So we find out that, you know, this this is the same guy. And Brian goes, I know this guy. I know this guy. And we get a flashback to when he says, oh, I just can't, you know, a guy doing that with another guy. I can't I can't take that. And then, um, but he still thinks thinks back to this guy and he feels bad for him and he goes and starts puking. I think because he was so sick to his stomach that people could do this to somebody even though Brian is just as uh, he's what's that word? Oh god, you put him on the spot. No, when he, you know, he he doesn't feel comfortable around uh, homosexual people. Homophobic? Homophobic, thank you. Why could I not think of that? Oh, he, I can't say anonymous. Oh, no, no, sorry. We can't talk today. But so, <laughs> so Brian is very homophobic, but even still seeing this happen to someone, I feel like just made him sick to his stomach. Yeah, so I, weeks ago when we found out that Brian was homophobic, when mm. we thought he was the perfect guy, belonged in the. Per, the he, belonged now, not He the wasn't 60s. a racist, you know, he was. But then we found out he was homophobic. Then this episode, he sees that. Then he had a flashback. There's a flashback there to him saying. That's what uh, he said. D- d- he, they disgust me, exactly. homosexuals. And they flash back to him. So is this the... Then he goes to the, the bathroom and he's sick. So is this the moment that he is, is no longer point. a homophobic? Is well, this the, no, it's not going to go from one extreme exactly, to the other. Exactly, exactly. But is this the slow, gradual progress? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think it is too. I think that was the well, moment. Well, because he, he realized that, you know what? Because before he was just looking at them as like you know, gross things that he doesn't want to associate himself with. And now he realizes this is a real person. This is a real person that this happened to. And yeah, I think he thought I said about these people that they, about homosexuals that they discussed me. Right. And then he's thinking, that's what the people that were killing this guy were thinking. So I was thinking like the people like they that were. bashed this guy to exactly. death. So I'm pretty much one of them mm-hmm. in some regard. Right. And I think that's what him. Isn't it funny how they do that? Like, that's a little thing we've completely forgotten, him mm. meeting that guy. He, they only really showed it to show Shafe's opinion of homosexuals. And they brought it back. And you never thought of it, but it comes back. Mm-hmm. They just brought it back. Well, because it's a huge part of who Brian is in the in the story. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Um. So then... Lastly, we go back to the scene with Charlie and his mom. So we, we, we're getting more context on this, more background. Basically, the mom explains to Charlie that, you know, I've never done right by you because I didn't know how. I was 16 when you were born. I didn't even know how to be a mom, basically. And then 
she says, you know, when I was sent off to jail, Charlie was so angry with her. He was so mad, but she was just as mad with him because he she knew, he knew that she was going to be gone for a while and he wouldn't even go give her a hug. He wouldn't he wouldn't do anything to show his affection to her. And basically, you know, he he wouldn't hug her, he cussed her out and and he was having all these dark thoughts and basically they were saying that Charlie needed her. She she was saying, you know, you needed me and I needed you just as much as you needed me. Yeah. And he just flipped at that. He was like, I don't need you. I don't need you at all. I don't know why you're even saying this. And then at that, we see him shove her down on the bed and start beating her, which I did not see coming. I literally gasped. I was like, <gasps> when that happened, because I did not see that coming. I knew he was pissed, but I didn't think he was going to do that. I thought they were having a moment of rec- a reconciliation. I thought they were about to sort of well, because, come to right. an amicable agreeance. Amicable. I'm not going to pronounce his words. Agree and, you know, get on with life. But yeah. He just flipped. He flipped. He, I mean, he starts beating her, beating her. He, he looked like he was, like, holding her breath for a while so she couldn't breathe. And then he shoves LSD down her throat. I, I was going, please don't kill her. Please don't I kill her. I thought he was going to... That didn't happen historically, yeah. and that would have taken away some of the character for me. But right. it just showed what a sick individual But we do Charles see that he, let, he, he goes out and he says... You know, he he gets his guys over and he says, you you know, you do whatever you want to her now. Like, and, and make sure everybody gets a turn. So basically, you know, take advantage of her, do whatever. I don't care about her. She's nothing to me anymore. It was fun. They said early on he couldn't get a gun because his girls had got old. They were used goods pretty mm-hmm. much. And the guy said, well, you need new meat. And mm-hmm. then he said to the guy, then he goes, Go ahead. here's your new meat. That's disgusting. I can't, I mean, that's, I mean, that's Charlie. That's horrific. That's, that's his mum. That's his oh, mum. And he's just so mad at her. And so, I mean. He was traumatized as a kid. At first, even though he's beating her and shoving LSD down her throat, it's bad enough. I mm-hmm. thought he was about to rape her. I thought so too, and I was going to say that. I was about that, to turn away. No, I was scared. I was, I was literally Honestly, turning. I, was I going, thought it could happen, but it's more in Charlie's character, you know, to let everybody else, you know, go take her. We don't care. Yeah. I anyway, mean, that's just, go. It's yeah, bad. But, anyways, sick. with that, we're running out a little bit of time, so we're going to get into predictions. What do you think is going to happen? And now, you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. I don't know. Guy, what do you think? I'm trying to think on the spot again. I've got to play this before. I think Grace is going to go get Emma out of jail. Yep. But I think Emma's going to run back to Charlie anyways. I disagree with you. I think she's done. You do? Yeah, I think she's going to like make up with her parents somehow or something. She could. Yeah, I don't know. I like that. Because I like how we're completely opposite on that. It shows I we guess, don't quite know where it's going. Well, it's true. I mean, I guess because then otherwise, what would be her out next time? Because this would be her, she already had her now, and now if she runs back, then what's going to be her next out? I think this, I, I just think this episode, all these little things that happen, breaking in the home, the moments of reflection where she's looking at the family photo, led to her finally coming to the mm. conclusion that she's not. I don't want to do this. This isn't me. I think when, because Charlie said in the episode, Cherry always comes back, almost arrogantly. Mm. And now I think this she's not she going to come back, and this is going to infuriate him. And because he and it's going to relate, he's going to go mad at the dad. He's going to say something to the dad, and she's not because he wants her back. And it's all going to come down to this final episode. I think within the within the next episode, I think Ken's going to die. I just am going to say that right there. I think Ken's going to be done. You think he's going to die? I think he's going to be dead. (laughs) Okay. And episode final episode, I think Ken's going to die. I I, don't know. That's just my feeling. I think he's going to be in jail. I think he's gone season. He's not in season two. I don't think he's going to be in season two for sure. There's no way. He's locked up. Well, maybe I don't know. No, you can't wishy-washy. Yeah, I know. I'm super wishy-washy because <laughs> it's so confusing. But anyways, thank you guys so much for joining us tonight for AfterBuzz TV Aquarius. 
episode 11. We have two more episodes left two. before the season finale, and we're so excited about it. So thank you so much for joining us. I am your host, Paige Bonanno. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram, any social media, at Paige Bonanno. And I'm Guy David. As usual, Guy and a Girl Show on all social medias. Thanks for joining us, guys. Thanks so much, everybody. Have a good night. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 